Welcome to episode 23, my conversation with Parker from Arkansas. This is the Straight Up Gay Podcast. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Major, and this is the Straight Up Gay Podcast. This podcast is dedicated to learning more about LGBTQ people by having personal conversations and sharing their experiences. Keep in mind, this show is free of cursing, but we may have conversations about human sexuality and topics related to sex and gender that may result in awkward questions from young children. If you're not prepared to answer those questions, turn back now. Today is June 18th, 2017, and on the show, I have my very good friend, Parker. Parker is a longtime friend of mine. He was actually supposed to be my co-host for the Straight Up Gay podcast, and his life was just too busy, and so he's joining me today. Thanks for being on the show, Parker. Thanks for being here. Yeah, welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so for anyone who's been listening to the show, I've said several times that my good friend Parker was supposed to be my co-host, but his life was just too busy and too <laughs> hectic, and he, he wasn't able to make a weekly show, and so instead I decided to start interviewing um, LGBT people, and I've actually met some very interesting uh, trans people and some gay people and everything in between, and I've actually been pretty successful so far, so despite you not being here, I think I'm doing pretty well. I'm sure you're doing wonderful. I, I, hate, I hate that I'm not on the show with you. Maybe I can get my, my life organized more to where I can start doing some more frequently and then hopefully every week with you. That would be great. Yeah, that would be good. I would love to have you on the show. I, w I was actually really excited when you agreed to do it with me originally. I'm like, oh, man, you got such a great personality and we have a good dynamic. We got a great history because we were friends growing up in high school. And so um, when you we, when you agreed to do the show, I was like, yes, this is going to be awesome. And then you're like, oh, I'm just a little too busy right now. And I was just like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've gotten a move settled. I uh, For people that don't know the back history on that, like I had to move all the way across country to from California to Florida and now from Florida back up to Arkansas where I'm at. And uh, I'm kind of settled in now a little bit. And so maybe I can work out some more free time. I haven't given the audience the full background of who you are. I've kind of mentioned your name. I don't know if you've been listening to the show or not. So I've, I've given them your name and said, you know, my friend Parker was originally supposed to do the show. He just wasn't able to. He's been kind of busy. So I never sure. really told anyone who you are other than that you're my friend from a ways back. So give us the two minute introduction of who is Parker and, and what are you all about? <laughs> okay, two minutes. Um, Maybe three. Well, uh, I grew up in Florida, went to school with you. Uh, then I left um, about 17, age of 17, I guess. I went to New York City and worked as a model full time for quite a few years and stayed in fashion, pulled back a little bit from in front of the camera and worked more behind the scenes doing hair and makeup and wardrobe um, in fashion. And then that took me to film and television to where I branched out from doing on-screen talent, also like off-screen too. And um, I guess that's kind of it. Yeah. It's less so, than two minutes. Yeah, okay. it was less than two <laughs> minutes. So we can go, we can go into yeah. a little detail because I was actually really interested to hear about your modeling career. What kind of modeling did you do? I kind of focused um, in like the fashion circuit to where a lot of the runway shows. So I travel from, from based out of New York and then traveled to Milan, Paris, London. You did like runway modeling? Correct. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's exactly it. I didn't work a whole lot because I was very different looking than the average male model at that time, I guess. Like they were more 
like what you would see for Abercrombie and Fitch is more common for them then. Um, and I was really thin and wafy and androgynous. So that, um, that wasn't popular back then when I was young and skinny and pretty, <laughs> but uh, you're still skinny. So, so I, uh, well. And pretty. Well, handsome. You're a handsome man. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I, I, yes, I, I always have to tell you, man, every time I see you, I'm so jealous of that beard, man. Like you grow the best <laughs> beard ever. Like every time I see it, I'm just like, I can't grow a beard at all. Okay. I would give it to you in a heartbeat. I, I oh, only have really? hate to shave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, man, your beard is perfect. Like you have the right amount of like scruffiness and it's shaped nice. And I'm just like, if I grow facial hair, it's all patchy. I look like a child molester if I try to grow facial hair. It, it's awful. Oh my, my mustache will grow in blonde and then my mm -hmm. sideburns grow in red. And then glorious neck beard. I can grow the most beautiful <laughs> neck beard, you know, like every basement dweller you've ever seen. Right. But, and then it's just, none of it connects. My mustache doesn't connect anywhere. My sideburns won't connect. And so I just have these three patches of hair on my face and it's just awful. So I love your beard. I just, I have to compliment you every time I see it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, you did some runway work all around the world, which was really interesting. Yeah, it was fun. It's about six years of my life. I Everything I own fit into two suitcases. My best friends were flight attendants, and it was never the same flight attendant. But, oh, uh, yeah. It, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. So what are the good things and the bad things about modeling that, that people don't usually know about? One of the best things I think I can take from that is is getting to be able to travel, for one, and um, the education and things that you learn and um, is amazing. You you meet so many different types of people in different cultures to where I, I felt like I never I never would have got that, you know, if I stayed like in a small town or within a state or s uh, city that you grow up in, you know, if you don't branch out, then you don't get to see anything diverse. I mean, anything outside of that little bubble, you know, so uh, I think that was probably like the best thing for me. Um, worst thing is, it's hearing no all the time. <laughs> oh yeah, you know, I can imagine. You know, yeah. it, it, it can, it can deal with you emotionally, you know, getting turned down for jobs. You know, you just got to realize that just because you're not right for that one particular job doesn't mean it's any fault of yours. You know, it just, yeah, it doesn't mean you're ugly, right? It just means you weren't what right, they were right. looking for. Right. <laughs> right. You can, but still you can it hits your self-esteem, right? Like you, it's it, like it asking does. a girl out, right? It's not that you're ugly. You're just not her type or she just wasn't interested or she already has sure. a boy, right? Yeah. So it's like asking somebody out, right? It doesn't mean you're ugly, but you feel like you're ugly. <laughs> right. No one, no one likes rejection, but, uh, so you, you tend to build up a, a well, I was able to build up a, a thick skin for it and, to, to be able to stay in the business for, for as long as I did. Yeah, well, that's good, man. That's really good. I had a friend of mine uh, in the Air Force. He actually left the Air Force to become a professional model as well. He moved to New York. We were in North Carolina. He moved to New York, and he was like a fitness model. He was a big fitness guy. Sure. I mean, he'd get up at like 3 in the morning and spend two hours in the gym and then come to the base and work, and it was just – that guy was a monster, man. And uh, I was just like – we'd always right. try to like talk him into like, ah, just skip the gym and come to breakfast with us or something. <laughs> he'd be like, nope, I got to – But yeah, so I always, I always joked with him that, you know, oh, man, I wish I could be professionally good-looking, you know, and, and you know, it would be so easy. <laughs> Easy if I could just be professionally good looking, but I'm sure it's hard work and it's in and, in and of itself. Oh my gosh, it's it's a lot of work. Like, it, and you're constantly being ridiculed, and you have all these people coming at you, whether they're makeup artists or hairdressers or the the clothing stylists, and then your bookers and the owners of the agency, and they're they're nitpicking every little thing. You know, the, even just you know, if I had slight 
skin from a cuticle like it's crazy yeah man that, i could i can imagine that could be kind of annoying after a while like dude it's just a hangnail okay no one's gonna see my hangnail right <laughs> right <laughs> and then so after you finished modeling you so you modeled for six years yeah, about that. Um, uh, not necessarily full time for the whole six years. Somewhere in there, there was a transition period to where it was less in front of the camera and more behind the camera. But, you know, I got interested in why well, I, I seen the hair and makeup artist that was working on me. And, and that kind of sparked some interest for me. I'm like, Oh, I, you know, I kind of like that I could do it, you know, and so I took a little bit of time off. And I went to cosmetology school and banged out my hours real quick and, you know, just get the paper and then, and then see, you know? And so I worked for uh, Jose Bear Salon um, back way back when, and, um, you know, very quickly realized that I didn't want to work in a salon. So I went back into fashion doing hair and makeup, you know, but I'd like to get that, that little bit of knowledge, like under my belt and see. Yeah. You know, right. You want to get some experience, right? Do. Yeah. Right. Okay. And so uh, you did, you did that for how long, how long do you do hair and makeup? Well, I still continued doing hair and makeup and it would be either like off camera or even on camera. I'd go and do some makeover shows and, and things to where like you'd see my face and do some little education things. And um, then it eventually went into the beauty industry. And so it was more along the lines for makeup and skincare. And I was a national makeup artist for a few huge cosmetic companies based out of New York. And from there, I you know started becoming like the first artist educator. So I would then do a lot of training classes for other employees and teach them how to, to, to sell and bridge between cosmetics and skincare. And yeah, cool. Okay, man, you've just done a million and di one different things. <laughs> well, it seems like a lot, but it, 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 uh, it's really just like, they're all like little check boxes within one box. Yeah. Know, <laughs> kind of deal. Like, yeah. It all kind of fit together, you know, like it was all, all revolved around like image and that sort of thing. And, and so what are you doing these days? Well, I left all of that career and uh, New York City and everything and for a relationship. It's been about 14 years ago. Hey, congratulations. <laughs> so I become like the first gay desperate housewife, I think, <laughs> probably. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so then I just followed followed him and his career around and we moved quite a bit, a bunch of different states and cities and stuff. And it's been a blast, you know. Um, and then just recently, um, part of what kept me from getting back in contact with you so soon is I bought a business and opened up a, a store here in Heber Springs, Arkansas. Yeah, so it's called awesome. the Vintage Market. A little plug. For I'm sorry, I, I think store. I I talked over you. Say that one more time. It's called what? I said a little plug for the store. It's uh, the Vintage Market Home and Garden Decor in Heber Springs, Arkansas. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll definitely we'll plug it at the end too. So if people didn't get it that time, we'll we'll plug it at the end. So we'll we'll get some okay, we'll get some business out your way. <laughs> good. They, yeah, they can find us on Facebook and. There is a website. My friends are working on that, but we're, we're only about a week and a half in and open from our grand opening. So oh, okay. it's okay. going really good. How's it going so far? Great. Um, you know, it's virtually just like a an antique store, you know, with a lot of other little options and stuff like, um, but it's it's going good. Yeah, going good. Good. And how is your partner? Are you guys married now or no? Oh, oh yeah. Well, oh shoot. I missed the big, the big part of it back in December. Uh, we flew off to Vegas and had a Las Vegas wedding. Oh, hey, uh, I didn't know. Congratulations. Oh, no, wait. Yes, I did. I saw it on Facebook. Didn't I congratulate you guys on Facebook, I think? 
I think you did, yeah. I'm yeah, sure so did. congratulations again in person. Well, in in Skype. Yeah, <laughs> uh, on Skype. <laughs> yeah. Thank well, you. Well, hey, I'm yeah. happy for you guys. I mean, you guys have been together for a while, and so good for you. It's it's good to, that you finally tied the knot. We we didn't really have too many intentions on getting married, but um, we we had talked about it jokingly a few times, and um, then you know at, at that point, like not every state accepted it, and then we moved around so much, and most of the states we lived in wouldn't have accepted our marriage, say, if we went up to New Hampshire or wherever, you know, and got married. We moved it back home to a different state, then they wouldn't even recognize it anyway, so there's no point. Well, but wait, I thought that the the Supreme Court ruling fixed that. That's where I was going with that. Like, it wasn't until that happened oh, okay. that um, the Supreme Court ruling and said, like, you know, you have to accept it everywhere. And, then, you know, that was... Uh, that was great. You know, it's amazing milestone for us all yeah. in the LGBT community. So uh, I was happy for that. But then again, we we didn't really have it on our books to to get married. You know, it just wasn't like a need for us, you know, the type of things it is for, for others, which is, is okay. But then the company that, that my husband works for um, said that they weren't going to offer same-sex, you know, benefits for domestic partnership. Uh, okay. Um, so you Since had to get married. Passed, yeah. So, yeah. So like, well, now you have to do what straight folks do. If you want benefits, you got to be married. <laughs> so, so it's like, oh, I guess we're going to Vegas, honey. Yeah. Like, oh, you twisted my so, arm. Oh, you finally nailed yeah. me down, right? <laughs> yeah. So I made him, made him buy me a big old rock and uh, oh yeah, let me see. It. Let me see. Hey, look I at that. Know. That's nice. Wow, that is a big old rock, man. Look at is that. Yeah. Like two carrots. Uh, <laughs> four point seven. Man, you go. Damn! Look at that rock. I could, I never in my life bought a rock that big for someone. I made him take out a couple more mortgages and stuff. It's fine, man. <laughs> well, congratulations! You have a very nice ring, and and I've uh, I haven't got to talk to your husband at all, but um, I've seen you guys on Facebook, and you guys make a great couple. So I am very happy that you guys got married. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you As a matter of fact, uh, talking about the the Supreme Court ruling. That was actually the day that I became a Pastafarian minister, simply because I knew that once um, gay people were allowed to get married, that the next hurdle for them would be finding someone to marry them unless they go to the courthouse, right? And so, um, or they go off to Vegas, right? And sure. Um, so I decided that, well, now that it's legal all over the country, you know, I want to be able to do that for people. And I'm not religious. I've told people that I am an atheist. And so I wanted to be able to perform those marriages. And so I've, I had for a long time really liked the Pastafarian religion, the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster. So I actually became an ordained minister on the same day <laughs> that they uh, repealed the SCOTUS or the, the same-sex marriage ban uh, all around the country. So I on the same day that that happened, I registered as a minister so that I could perform weddings for same-sex couples if they ever were in need to. And I haven't performed any yet I have talked to a couple of people, not just same-sex couples, but heterosexual couples too, people that I know, and I announced it on Facebook that I was a, a, a Pastafarian minister, and they were like, some people would contact me like, hey, you, you're going to do our wedding? And I was like, sure. And so I have a couple coming up, but I haven't done it yet. And so I'm actually really excited and a little bit nervous that I know what I'm doing enough to make it really nice for them, because I really, it's all about them on their wedding day, and so I just want to make sure that I do a really good job. But uh, I'm really excited to I do my first one. I think great. Yeah. You should uh, hit my mom up um, through Facebook or whatnot. You know, she is, uh, uh, what do you call it, a notary republic. You know, so she um, oh, she's okay. performed a few marriages. She really doesn't do it very much just for 
you know, close friends and stuff. And, um, yeah, uh, she could probably give you some little tips and pointers. I will definitely have to do that. I will reach out to your mom. I miss Miss Parker, by the way. She was like one of the greatest. (laughs) She was like that parent in the neighborhood that eh, all the kids wanted to hang around. She was the best, man. (laughs) I miss those days, man. Your mom was great. Yeah. They they were, they were pretty good people. It, it kind of sucked for me back then. It just, I looked just like my mother. So yeah, everybody would, all the guys would until they realized that that was my mom they were all hitting on her and asking why doesn't your sister go to school with you i'm like that's my mother that's not my sister <laughs> but yeah yeah no your your mom's awesome uh, i love miss parker so when you talk to her if i don't if i don't talk to her soon just tell her i said hey i will i will i'm sure i'll talk to her tonight i, I talk to my parents just about every day oh do so. you well good man tell them yeah. both i tell your dad and your mom i said hey okay i will uh, you got your store and you're living in Arkansas, which seems counterintuitive, I guess, for a gay couple. But um, you, yeah, you told me yeah. before that there's a really nice town there in Arkansas that's pretty LGBT friendly, right? Right. Well, there's there's quite a few, actually. Um, there is one that has a nickname of, of being called Gay Town itself. You know, <laughs> that's Eureka Springs, Arkansas. We have quite a bit of friends that live up there. It's it's really cool. And um, a ton of the businesses are gay owned and operated and it's just a very open and free community there in Eureka. But then uh, places like Little Rock and Hot Springs and Fayetteville, you know, Fayetteville's got a huge thriving community um, going on there with, with the university and stuff. And um, it's pretty accepting. Um, and then we found this, this town, Heber Springs, where we're in, and it's supposed to be like uber conservative and, and on paper, it, seems like I, like I would be afraid. Like, I, I don't want to live here, you know, like I shouldn't be, you know, they're not necessarily afraid. That's probably the wrong word to use, but he- maybe hesitant, hesitant. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, but since we've, we've moved here, like to my surprise, like this whole town has welcomed us with open arms and like, they're just incredibly outgoing and friendly. And, um, they've embraced, you know, me opening up this business and like, you'd be shocked by the people that come to the to the grand opening, you know, I, I joined the chamber of commerce and they, every one of them was there. And then most, the local business owners in town, and we had close to a thousand people come through that day for the grand opening. And a lot of people have commented and said that they've never seen any other businesses do something like that before in this town. And, you know, it's, it's, they're being very receptive to us. I think they're, they're open to change and something a little bit different than themselves. And it's good. Well, that's really good. So, uh, that's just awesome. I'm really glad for you. And as a matter of fact, you I don't know if you've been listening to the show or not. I know you're busy with your store. And so no, I, my feelings I, won't I, be hurt. Oh, have you? Okay. No, no, no. I, I, yeah, I have listened to quite a few of your, your oh, shows. Oh, okay, good. I figured you'd be too busy. So that's good to hear. Thanks. No, no, no. <laughs> well, they they were late. They were late or nice, you know, and just uh, out by the campfire or something in a little cocktail. I might have actually even talked to you once uh, when I was trying to find them or something. But oh, yeah. I did listen to a few of them and uh, they sound good. I like them. Oh, yeah. Thanks. And uh, just recently, I talked to um, a chaplain. He was an army chaplain, Tim Brown, and he runs this organization called um, Goal. LGBTQ and goal stands for get out and live really nice guy. And I remember talking to him cause you live in the South in Arkansas. And I remember talking to him and he said, well, one of the, he grew up in the South, like in Alabama, I think is what it was. And he was saying that in the South, if anyone's going to talk about you, it's going to be behind your back. You know what I yes. mean? They won't do it to your face. Right. So they won't, you, you won't usually face that kind of negativity head on. It'll be something that said when you're not around Right. Have, have you experienced anything like that at all? Is that kind of typical for where you're at or no? <laughs> um, well, yes, of course, definitely. Uh, 
I am very familiar with Southern hospitality. <laughs> <laughs> they, you know, they people in the South like they're they're taught to be respectful and gracious, and you know, and and they're always going to smile. They're always going to say hello to you. You know, you might get that one person that just come right out and be bold and say it to your face. But I'm sure there have been some people that, you know, after they're nice and smile and talk to me and things, and then um, they go and like right gossip. after I walk past them, I guess. Yeah, then they'll, they'll gossip and talk about me when yeah. it's time. But, yeah, it's okay. Talk yeah. about me. I don't care. Yeah, that's right. That's, <laughs> that's good. So where you're at, you know, it's pretty LGBT friendly. Are they doing anything for Pride Month? Do they did they have a Pride event or anything? Or have you guys done Have you and, and your husband done anything for Pride? Well, I had planned a trip to go to Washington, D.C. for Pride this year, oh, okay. which just happened. Um, but I ended up having to cancel my entire trip. Um, I was going to film with uh, Gay Club TV and do some stuff with them. And um, Oh, host, yeah. I host some of their shows. You still do um, that? So I, I thought trying, you stopped. I well, I did stop through all my my uh, traveling and like disorganization of like moving across the country and all those other things. Um, and then hopefully was going to pick back up again. And I thought I nailed down a trip to be able to go to Washington for like the March on Washington and the Gay Pride. And it was going to be this huge thing. I was so excited. Well, then I got this opportunity to where I could open up this business and I had to choose. So I ended up canceling that trip and. I had to to work my butt off to get this up and going, and um, that happened my grand opening weekend, so I missed out on that, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. Uh, but Heber Springs itself does not do anything for Pride, or they did not um, do anything other than some of the random people coming in and talking to me and just saying, you know, like, happy Pride. I was like, oh, thanks. <laughs> uh, but uh, in, in um, Arkansas itself, um, in Eureka Springs, uh, they they're extremely, like, forward thinking the, the majority of them you know the, um to where they have what they call as diversity weekend and it happens i believe it's three or four times a year oh, okay. um that they do that so that's like their gay pride um so i'm sure they're having some huge celebrations going there and then of course fayetteville i'm sure little rock is doing some stuff but um you know the thing i really love about pride month is you get to see a lot of the positivity that comes from the pride movement, you know, um, a, a lot of times throughout the year, you'll hear news of some anti LGBT legislation going through some state. And a lot of times throughout the year, you get to hear a lot of negativity and there's really not a lot of good news for the LGBT people. But the best thing about pride month is all of this positivity that just pours out. And one of the things I shared recently that I really liked, and it's not far from my work and I actually plan on running it cause it's actually, I run at lunchtime and it's close enough for me to run to, they painted, um, all four crosswalks at an intersection at a major intersection in Atlanta, uh, in rainbow colors, right? All four. Right, so the whole right, intersection right. is all rainbow and it's not far from my work at all. It's, it's within a, maybe a mile or two mile run. And I run at least three at lunch so I can make it there and back. No problem. So I was you hoping run three miles for lunch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do it uh, oh, three times God. a week. Yeah. <laughs> But, oh my uh, God! I've been a runner I, I my whole run life. I would run out it's, of this building if it was on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I love those shirts. They're like, if you see me running, something's chasing me. You know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, but I've actually been since I heard about that happening where they painted the crosswalk. I've actually been wanting to go down there, and it's not far from where I run, anyways. If I run to the park where sure. I go running, you know, I can just take a right and head down to the intersection. It's maybe you know another three quarters of a mile from where I go running. So I did hear about hear about them doing that and painting it you know I, i've seen it it's great the, um there's a few other cities that have have done that same kind of concept you know, I, I know san francisco is one of them they just did it a few years ago but um there's quite a few i can't remember the first one that started it but uh, maybe four cities but um 
Yeah, you it's got, amazing for Atlanta. Atlanta's got a great pride uh, there, and there's a huge LGBT community there. It's it's a lot of fun. A few years ago, my son, or well, we first moved here in 2015. So I think like in 20, maybe 2016, he asked me because my son's gay, and he asked me if I could take him to the pride event, and. I had never been to a pride event before. And so I think I was a little hesitant and I told him no. And so I do want to take him now because I don't know if I was maybe hesitant because sometimes you see the caricatures of pride events where there's guys and thongs on top of floats and stuff kind of thing. And my son's only 15 or 14 at the time. And, I, and so I wasn't quite sure what to expect. And I'm sure that's not a, a characteristic of all pride events. I'm sure those are just the, the more eccentric ones, but <laughs> uh, you, I guess, Depending on where, yeah, you I'm take sure them for they're pride. all a little it's, different, it's right? Yeah, right. They're they're all very different, um, but you will see that, like, what you will see guys in speedos and bathing suits and, and women, and then depending on the city, like, you could see people completely naked. Even. Yeah, I don't think that's legal in Atlanta, but no, and no, I don't think so either. But, <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't think that um, that that's a good, honest like show representation of right. all of a representation of pride you know there are a lot of families that that go and you see you know gay families out there and you'll you know you should definitely take your son and 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 don't don't be afraid of his age i would say you know i mean he's yeah. gonna see somebody naked at one time i mean it's it's, it's okay it's better he, that he's with you and he learns it properly and just knows right yeah that's that's it, it took me a while to you know run it through my head and, I'm, and so i was actually saying to myself that if if i know when if i find out when the pride event comes i'll take them this this year and i think we may have missed it i'll have to check but um i'll definitely take them either this year if we haven't missed it or next year because i know he wanted to go and i i kind of felt bad for telling him no and and uh you know i felt like it might have hurt his feelings a little bit but um so i I i thought about it for a long time and sometimes you know i'm a little slow to come around but uh uh, you know, I don't think it'll be too bad. And actually I've been interested in going anyways, just to see what it's like and, and, and experience sure. it. And so I think I'll take them whenever I find out when the next one is, I'll have to go searching for it. They don't really advertise it, you know, on, on most of the places where I am. <laughs> well, you, all you have to do is just Google yeah, Atlanta, Google Atlanta pride yeah. for 2017 and they'll, they'll tell you the dates. Yeah. I'll have to do that. So do you guys normally do do you go somewhere? Do you go to pride events usually? Or, I mean, is that a common thing for you or is, or do you guys kind of stop doing that or? Oh no, it's, it's, it's pretty common. Um, I think this year might be the first pride that I just didn't get to go. You know, I ended up having to cancel my trip, you know, going to DC, but, um, this would be the first year that, um, I haven't done pride and I think possibly forever. <laughs> I think I, I think I always try to do something, you know? Um, but, uh, yeah, this might be the first year that I haven't done it. But. So what's your favorite part of Pride? Like what what do you really like when you go to Pride? I think just seeing so many people out and open, um, you know, like through throughout, you know, your my daily life or whatnot throughout the year. I, I think it's probably common for a lot of gay people is that you come across a lot of people that are still in the closet and still, you know, hiding, I guess, you know, for, for whatever their personal reasons are. Um, I... I really like the fact that, you know, I can go to a place and, and that no one's hiding, you know, yeah. it, it, that it is right. out and it's, open and, um, and you, you get some sense of normalcy, I guess, uh, to where like, I'm not afraid to hold my husband's hand. Right. You don't you know, feel I, intimidated. I don't really, right. I, I'm not afraid to hold his hand and I, I don't care where I am. If I'm going to hold his hand, I'll do it. But, right. and we're, we're not a, that couple that, that expresses a lot of PDA just naturally. Um, but I, I like to be able to see other couples and other people just, you know, just embracing just themselves and being them. That's, that would be it. 
Do you guys ever experience any kind of um, issues at Pride? Are there any protesters usually or do they kind of – I don't know. I've never been, so I'm just trying to find out. You know, I'm trying to share with the audience because some of the you know audience members are straight people who probably have never been to Pride either. And so – I'm just trying to get a feel for, you know, when I go, what are some of the things I can expect? So would you usually run into some sort of protesters or anything like that? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> There's, um, they're generally, depending on, I guess, the city or whatnot and how, how much space is invested in time to where there can be roped off sections and they'll close down roads and su such like that. But you can come across them and find them just on the outside line of pride. And every now and then some gets into the you know to the event or whatnot and um you know they're they're there then they'll, they'll heckle you and you know you just that's that's just when you hold your head up higher and just keep walking you know in my my opinion is just killing the kindness like i'm not gonna fight back or argue with them it's like you know great you know thank you for being here this is if anything you're just drawing more attention for us you know and um, you know, letting, and then, and it just lets people know what you're doing and what we're doing. And if we, if we act in a more positive manner and, and we're nice, regardless of what they're saying to us or about us or how they're reacting, you know, we just try to be, you know, a, a respectful, the best human example, being. right? Yeah. You're right. The best example, you know, it's only going to make us look better in the long run. I feel so. Yeah. I totally, That's my approach. I totally agree with that too. I think that, you know, if that were the situation, if you were at a pride event and some protester starts making a, a fuss in the middle of the event, the best thing to do is just be polite, ignore them and continue on with what you're doing and let the, you know, security or whoever escort them back to their protester area. You know, there's, there's no need right. for that, you know, shouting and, and getting on YouTube and, you know, look at this gay person yelling at this nice Christian guy or girl or whoever it is. It happens right. to be right. You know, I don't want to beat up on Christians. I'm sure there's plenty of other protesters who are not Christian or whatever, but you know, whoever they happen to be and, you know, and it just makes it, it just hands them a gun and lets them, you know, use that as ammo and say, look at how, look at how he's treating me. And da, 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 da. so, right. yeah. So I think that's definitely taking the high road is probably uh, your best bet is so I read online recently cause I was actually, like I said, talk, thinking about taking my son to pride and I was just like, well, I'm not a, a gay person or an LGBT person. And so I was like worried that maybe I would, you know, like visiting another country kind of thing, you know, you, you don't know the culture as well and you're not, you know, you're not experienced with it. And so, you know, if you go to Japan somewhere, you know, accepting a gift the wrong way or, you know, those kind of little minor things can offend somebody. Right. And, and not that, and, and I don't mean to draw the distinction that, you know, being at a pride event is like being in another country, but I'm sure there are some things that could um, upset people if you aren't sure what the um, protocol, not protocol, but the, you know, the, the polite thing or the proper thing to do is right. So sure. if I was an, if I, I am an ally and if I do go to, a pride event, you know, are there some things I should or should not do, you know, like I wouldn't want to do something to offend someone because I did something in a certain way that is generally frowned upon or whatever. So what were, if someone here is listening and they've never been to a pride event and they've just been hesitant to go, what are some of the things that if they were going to go that they should do or not do? I guess that that answer would be different for everybody on what would offend someone, you know, what, what offends me might not offend you know, someone my else. husband or yeah, someone else, you know. Um, but I think that for me personally, like, uh, just don't stare if you see something new, you know. Um, 
and just, again, try to be as respectful as possible, you know, and nice and, and be there to enjoy the moment and have a good time, you know, just talk to the people and be friendly and engaging. And, you know, and if you are, you know, if you're hetero, if you're a heterosexual person and you happen to get hit on by somebody, I mean, don't try to automatically just say, oh, I'm straight, I'm straight, you know, and like, you, you don't have to say that, you know, just say, you know, just, just as if like, say for yourself, if, if a woman hit on you, uh, you know, and you're at the grocery store, you know, you're not going to start screaming, you're married, you're married, you're married, you know, or, <laughs> I don't know, maybe you do. Yeah. But just, you know, be flattered and accept the compliment and, and then move on. But if you engage yourself in more conversation, you know, then you can possibly let them know and be like, well, you know, unfortunately, like I'm, I'm married, you know, I'm not, uh, and it, it ha- I happen to be married to a woman, you know, I'm, you know, but thank you, you know, I guess just, I don't know what else. Don't ask to take someone's picture. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, um, it, it just, like, that's common courtesy. Like, if you were at the grocery store, you wouldn't want somebody trying to sneak pictures of you. Right. Um, yeah. You know, so, so go up and ask me, like, hey, I like I like your outfit. I like what you're wearing. Uh, you know, I think you're fabulous. Or you look like so much fun. Can we get a selfie? You know, can yeah. we take a picture together? You know, um, don't try to sneak around the corner and take the folks' picture. Oh, yeah. Like, don't take but, it unless you have their consent, right? Sure, sure. Um, that's one thing that I get, I have to deal with regularly, like not even at pride. You know? oh, yeah. I tend to find myself like more, cons- more one of one of more of the conservative people at pride events and, and things like that. But, but in the normal world, I'm not at all conservative, you know, <laughs> so I'll just be trying to buy some eggs at the grocery store and people are got their cell phones out trying to snap pictures. I'm like, why don't you just ask me like, you want to take a photo? Okay, let's do it. You know, but, why do they, why do they take pictures? You just, you're so pretty or you're so handsome? Uh, or like, what is it that... <laughs> <laughs> who knows i i mean i i don't dress like a normal oh you, you know, do you dress like pretty yeah. flamboyantly i mean i don't know how to put that in. i mean uh, i have i have seen you dressed in drag but it was like for halloween right sure yeah yeah so. well yeah i'm not a drag queen but, but i've done it for halloween and i props you know to all the drag queens out there i think what you do is amazing yeah there i've i know a lot of drag queens that are great friends of mine and they always try to get me in drag and they're like oh my god you should be so good you're gonna do <laughs> I'm like, uh, no, like as soon as you start doing all that, like I turn more butch and more masculine. So I'm like, it just doesn't work. But, um, well, it's that glorious beard that'll turn it off for you. Right. Like it's just hard. To- <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's that beard. There's, there's not enough cover girl to cover a boy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but no, it, but do, do you think you dress more flamboyantly than, so do you think that's oh, why yeah, you're taking pictures? I'm sure it has a lot to do with, you know, just me, like I'm, I'm a strong presence when I walk into a room, you know, I get that, like, I'm pretty self-aware of who I am. I, I know that I'm, I mean, I'm not uber masculine, but I'm not extremely feminine. Like I'm, I'm somewhere in between. It's like, it's, it's a mix of, you know, just gender dysphoria or something. Yeah. I mean, I don't really have that. I, you know, I know my, my gender, but I do like to walk the fence of androgyny is just who I am. I I have to embrace it. So if I put on a pair of shorts, they're actually short. Yeah. Like (laughs) you put on like Daisy Dukes. Yeah, sure. I'm not afraid of it. I mean, my butt cheek's not hanging out at the bottom, but if I bend over too hard, you might see it. it. (laughs) There, there are some short shorts, you know. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not playing around. It's like I think if they're coming down to my knees, then they need to be called longs. They shouldn't be shorts anymore. (laughs) Call them longs. (laughs) Longs. (laughs) If it's past my knees, I might as well just put on pants at that point. Like this. Yeah. I don't know. I like, I like little shorts. Yeah. (laughs) So, um. I don't want to embarrass you at all, but for those of you who don't know Parker, in high school, he was on our dance team. 
for our high school, right? Was it Reflections, right? Is what it was called? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, I yeah. think that, yeah, that's what it was. So, but a dude, if you're it's like, please don't post a picture of that if you're going <laughs> to add. That I do have my high school yearbook, and I think you are in the yearbook as far as uh, the oh, the group yeah. photo. There's like one, I think. Yeah, one picture. <laughs> yeah, and I have it in my yearbook because I remember seeing. It, I was just flipping through, and I'm like, oh, hey, oh. I totally forgot about this photo. That's my friend right there. Yeah, yeah. I was the um, the first guy to yeah, ever be on a dance team. Yeah. there for that high school and you weren't um, out in high school was, right you didn't i mean people generally didn't know that you were gay right like or well uh, some people did right like some of our friends from the neighborhood knew sure, sure. um but well, in high school you thing. didn't like, really live out right i i was out and and open but like i wasn't popular and I, like i was like I, I was like an outcast i i guess so yeah i was i was it was very different, and, See, and I never saw that. And I, I think, look, uh, looking back, it could have had a lot to do with just myself. Like I, I was doing it to me, you know. Um, there were certainly a lot of people in my life, but um, and around all the time. But um, I felt like an outcast, you know. So, so I, I, I put that on myself. But um, um, I didn't have a problem saying it, saying that I was homosexual. You know, I, I come out of the closet when I was fifteen, you know, and I, I told my mom and dad, and um. See, I don't remember that at all. I don't. I I didn't know you were out at all. Yeah, I, I was 15 years old. Um, that was there in um, where where we were living in the same neighborhood, you know. So I, I I come out to them, and then I really just didn't talk about it, you know. And then when I told uh, Mel Melanie, yeah, um, I told her, and then uh, my best friend Robbie, I his mom and his family knew, and um, it just wasn't something I talked about. Um, yeah. But if someone if someone asked me, I would not have said I was straight. I wouldn't have denied it. Yeah. Um, I See, just and, didn't talk to people. And, and and from my perspective as a kid growing up, I didn't know that you were gay. Mm -hmm. I suspected because you did have a little bit, you know, like you said, of, of femininity in you. And <laughs> it, it, but just because you have some femininity in you, you know, like you said, cause you can walk that line both. I, I don't want to be offensive to you and, and I don't want you to think that I was trying to be offensive there, but no, no, you're fine. Um, but I suspected that you were gay, uh, but I was too chicken to ask. Like I would never go, Hey man, are you gay? Like, I don't even know how to approach that conversation. Right. And so I just, right. I mean, we were friends and I tried not to treat you any different. I figured, you know, you're just my friend. And so, I had no idea that you came out at all. I, and like you said, you didn't talk it about a lot or talk right. about it a lot. And I was ne for sure not going to ask. I don't even know how you would <laughs> even begin to start that conversation of asking someone if they're gay. And that's, I, I kind of like, I, I like your approach on that, I guess. Like I, I might be reading a little too far into it, but you know, whom I was attracted to didn't make a difference on whether or not you should be my friend or not. Yeah, you no. know, you, you, I like I could see to where you were just wanting to be my friend and and being friendly and nice to me just for me as another person. It it really didn't matter so much, you know, if I was really gay or if I wasn't gay or if I was this or that. You know, there are a lot of people out there that have tried to be my friend solely because I was gay. You know, and I really don't care for that approach either. Like, well, yeah, I want it someone feels to really like fake, me. right? Like, and disingenuous. Whether well, they're, they're they're not really, I feel like they're, they're not really, um, being my friend for me, for who I am, you know, who I sleep with, it does not need to be your reasoning for talking to me. Right. You know? Yeah. 
Uh, unless I'm sleeping with you, you know. <laughs> but and yeah, then, then, then hopefully you would like each other. Then right, yeah. right. <laughs> to have some kind of conversation would be good. But uh, well, I'm just glad that you know. Years later, when I did find out that you had come out, and um, I was really worried. I was just like, "This is something I really hate about myself." But I know that I used to use the word f- a lot, and I hope, like, I immediately was like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "He's gay," and did I ever say? F- or anything like like I was really worried that I was a jerk to you and just didn't realize I was a jerk. And I don't say I, I know I just said it a few times right here, but generally I abhor that word. If people say it around me, I ask them, please don't use that word, you know. And so when I was younger and dumb and ignorant and probably more conservative than I am now, I would use it at you know, I would call my friends, you know, f- sure. just for being a you know a, a dumbass or something like that. And so um I immediately when I found out that you were gay or that you had come out and I was just like, Oh my God. Like I started trying to think like, did I ever do that? Like, Oh my God. And so I'm <laughs> glad that when you, when we talked the, the first time a few months ago, they're like, no, you were a great friend. I don't recall any of that. And I was just like, Oh shoot, geez. Like I didn't want it to be like that. And so I, I like, I'm sure you used it just like a lot of other people did back then. Like it, it, it didn't, I don't know. Like I, I certainly don't like that. I, I don't like the word fat. You know, I, don't, I yeah. don't want to be called a fat, you know, I, right. Um, there's also a lot of other words that I don't want to be called and I don't like to. But, <laughs> right. Uh, but I, I don't recall you ever like with with our relationship, you ever personally treating me bad or saying anything like that. I, I don't remember you even using that word directed to somebody else, you know, just just in passing. Like, you know, like I don't like people saying like referring to something that is like that's gay. Uh, that's gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, like, yeah. okay, well, what, what, it, like, that, that means, I don't know. You understand? It, well, what it, I'm it, it puts I, a negative connotation on something being gay, right? Because you're, you're, you're referring to something that you don't like or something that you think is sure. stupid or lame, and you're using the, the gay term, and, and that attaches the negative baggage with whatever you're referring right. to, right? And so, right. yeah, I, I, I agree with that. And I've actually, so I used to do that as well. And I've, I recognize that, you know, that's, a harmful way to use that term for other people. And so I, I've made a conscious effort to stop doing that. And, and to, if I want to say that that's stupid, I just say that's stupid. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I want to get back to your dance career because did you have a dance career after high school? I, I did, um, not a huge career, but, um, I went on to do quite a few things. Like most people growing up before that, I danced for Disney for a while. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't know that. Um, yeah, it's, I, I, um, I guess from 16 to 17, um, like the end of that 16 year or whatever, roughly about a year and a half, I danced, uh, for Disney. And then I went on and I've done quite a few other things, um, you know, dancing wise. And, uh, I was never like, I had problems performing on stage. Like I, um, just, I guess stage fright, um, is the best way to put it, you know, but um, I didn't know it was stage right then, but I just thought I was an idiot. <laughs> it's, like, uh, it's like, what am I doing? Like, why am I trying to call myself a dancer? I have two left feet. I can't do this, you know. But I, And I really could do it. It's just I performing on stage, like doing that that type of performance, you know, it was, it was really difficult for me. But uh, yeah. um, And then it wasn't long after that I started modeling. So it, um, I guess it was kind of short-lived, you know, like the big burst of it and then went right into modeling because there was too much anxiety in that and... Um, but then through modeling, I did do some other stuff. Um, like so, with... so let me ask you a question because I find there's some something that doesn't quite make sense there because you didn't like dancing on stage in front of people, but then you became right. a runway model in front of people. 
<laughs> right? So you I, didn't, I, you weren't comfortable yeah. dancing, but you were comfortable being professionally good looking. Well, no, I wasn't comfortable with that either. Like, I don't like my picture taken. Um, uh, it just for what we're doing right now, I I hate my voice being recorded. Uh, I I guess it's just my lot in life. Like, I um, I can try and I'm change really, your I, voice in post if you want. Like in the editing, sure. Yeah, how do you want me, how do you want it to sound? Like, like a chipmunk, a like you want me to grass, make it? No, 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 no. I, I'm thinking like more like a lumberjack. That's probably. Six five, two hundred and eighty five pounds of muscle, like four percent body fat. I think the best <laughs> so I can do is just jack up the bass, really. Okay, do that. <laughs> Make it sound like I've been smoking for forty years. You know, give me something sexy, raspy. Be like, hey, hey everyone, my name's Parker. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, maybe not that either. I'm just kidding. I would do that. <laughs> a little less friend dresser, you know, would be great. Uh, that that would help me out. So. You know what's but, funny <laughs> is my one of my friends who listens to this show, Sierra. Uh, I actually had a huge crush on Fran Drescher, and there, I made this comment one time about that. I actually like her voice. I like I like Fran Drescher's voice. It's it's something that I it would I'm fine with it. Yeah, you know, and and I can't make like, a as comment. As soon as you hear it, you know exactly who she is. You know, yeah, but yeah. I can't make the comment that I made on the show uh, that I t- made there. But it was <laughs> but yeah yeah I had a thing for Fran Drescher for a long time. Hey, she's she's the nanny sexy. man. That was my show, man. In high school, whoo. A lot of, <laughs> lot of lonely nights watching uh, the nanny, you know, with Fran Drescher. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so you, so you were not comfortable being a runway model either, but that's what I did. You know, I, I, I didn't close the doors. Like, you know, I, I wasn't comfortable with my appearance and who I was. I didn't think that, like, I knew I didn't look like any of the other models. You know, but whatever these people were saying, like, this is what we want you to do. This is what you're going to do, and you know, this is. It. So, I mean, I guess I just, I just did it. I did, you know, it, and, and it looks like I look, I look very different in photos depending on the photographer and the, the makeup artist and the hair and the clothes and the, the setting, like the lighting, you know, like <laughs> I said, my I, friend, Zach, he, I've seen some of, he, he was, he did, um, he did, um, like advertising modeling, right? Like he, he was on a pack of, um, Commercial print. Like, yeah, like men's underwear. Like he was on the, he was the model for the package. I can't remember if it was, um, Calvin Klein or, or Kenneth Cole or I, I don't know. I'm not into fashion stuff, but he was sure. on a pair of like the, the designer men's underwear kind of thing. Sure. And he, I, he, I saw some of his photos where he did like, um, he was in jeans doing kind of like, I don't know if it was a cowboy thing or not, but he looked completely different. Like his, his whole right. skin tone was different. And I was just like, Oh my God, that's Zach, you know, like, and I just, it was like, so I can imagine that you can look really different depending on, you know, how your makeup is applied. So yeah. It, it, it kind of amazes me how they were able to shoot me. And like, it, there, there are some pictures you can put side by side and doesn't I mean they're both me, but it doesn't even look like the same person yeah. in those pictures. And then you look at me in person, and you're like, that's, really? not that's you, you? Right? Yeah. that's not you. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, no, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't know. So I guess it worked out. Like, uh, and so so then it got to the point where it's like, okay, well I can handle modeling and I can handle doing this, you know, because it's those people that are actually doing all the work. Like I'm just standing there or what whatever they have me doing or whatever I'm doing. You know, you're just being professionally good looking, right? I got gotcha. you. I. No, <laughs> like I like I'm just playing my part, you know. But but there's so much else that's going on, um, you know. And I and I just I ended up just giving faith to them and that 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 they were gonna do what they needed to do for the job, you know. And um, to make it look good, get, right? 
yeah, you get me like at a party, you're out with friends, like I am going to be the one taking the pictures of everybody. Yeah, like I'm not going to jump into the selfie. I'm certainly not going to like say it's a family reunion. Like I'm going to be the one with the video camera videotaping everybody and not talking because the second I hear my voice in the background, like <laughs> it's horrible and like, it don't look good. Like I need that glam squad to, <laughs> to make me feel good. Otherwise, like I, I'm running from the camera. Like I, I just can't do it. I'll have to admit that I was a bit apprehensive starting the podcast because I was worried about how my voice would sound as well. I used to be people would make fun of my voice sometimes when I was a kid because I could be kind of nasally sometimes or whatever. And so I was really worried that doing a podcast, my voice would sound dumb. And then um, the more I thought about it, I was like, well, but that's how I sound all the time. Just because it sounds weird to me doesn't mean that it's not how people hear it, right? So I was like, well, it's been a long time since someone made fun of my voice or anything like that. And so I'll give it a shot, you know, and I'll just put it out there. And if it sounds dumb, then I'll just stop doing it. But uh, yeah, so you shouldn't be self-conscious of your voice because whether or not it sounds different to you or whatever, that's how people hear it, man. So just own it. You know what I mean? Just well, <laughs> I, I your your voice sounds great. Like what I'm hearing in my my headset, you know, it sounds good. You know, it's right. But I sound like me, right? Like one of the things. So my son, sure, it yeah. Sounds but my son, he was uh, there was a a talent show like two or three, maybe two years ago, and he wanted to sing uh, at the talent show. He had this song that he wanted to do. And I'm like, um, why do you want to sing like that? You don't, you don't sing. You've never had a singing lesson. Like, have you ever even heard <laughs> your own voice? And he's like, no. And I'm like, here, like I opened up my iPhone and I'm like, just talking to the iPhone. And so you can hear what your voice is going to sound like. Cause singing, if you've never sung before, isn't just something you can just pick up and do. Right. Like, I mean, maybe some people do, but you don't have that, you know, I didn't want to, I mean, I didn't say it that way, but I'm just like, you don't, you know, there's no natural ability there. You could sing, but you'd have to practice at it. You know what I mean? And so he wouldn't speak into the thing. And, and so <clears throat> what I did was I, I spoke into it. Right. And then I played it back and I'm like, does that sound how I sound? You know, and he's like, yeah. And, and so I'm like, that's the point I'm trying to make is if you talk into this, how you hear yourself in your own head when you talk, isn't how it comes out to other people. So you're going to sound different. So I just tried to give him some advice and he just, he's always opposition to me. If he, if I say the sky is blue, it'll, it'll be red, you know? And if I say, don't go, he goes. And it's just, <laughs> dad doesn't know nothing. And he, I'm just a big dummy and you know, I, I don't know nothing. So, um, but I tried to tell him like, at least record yourself singing before the show so that you can hear what you sound like. You know, and right. I don't know whether or not he did it, but I, I did get to see I wasn't able to go to the talent show. I think I had uh, military duty that weekend, um, but my wife recorded it and he did pretty good. I mean, I got to give him credit, even though I tried to discourage him from doing it. You know, he wasn't perfect. You know, he made some mistakes, but man, he got a big round of applause at the end and and he did pretty good. So I was proud of him. I was like, hey, good job. You know, you, it took a lot of guts to get there. I know I wouldn't have done that, but uh, good on you, you know, so. Yeah, I think we all have that uh, that apprehension of having our voice recorded and played back to us. I I have had people just recently like I just go up and talk to them, you know, just in a normal setting or whatever, and they literally will respond back in laughter and ask me if that's my real voice. No way. <laughs> yes, it's happened quite a bit, and and not that long ago either, you know. And I, I normally I just 
just I'll look at them and I'm like, no, I'm completely making this voice up just for you. You know, like that's <laughs> what I'm doing. I'm doing this for your entertainment. You know, that's Jeez. that's why I'm here buying my eggs in the yeah. grocery store. Like, does your voice always sound you. that much like a jerk off? You know, like I would do the same right. thing back at them. Do you, do you just sound like a jerk naturally or are you doing that for my sake? <laughs> right. <laughs> Jeez, I can't believe somebody would do that to you, man. That's awful. That's eh, eh, okay. It's okay. It keeps my life interesting. It's fun. <laughs> So we've been recording for, I don't know, almost an hour now. So let's let's talk about what you're doing now. So you, you have your store and you have an online presence too. You're on Facebook. Um, how can people find your store on Facebook? You are probably asking the wrong person. <laughs> um, well, well, there's a Facebook page. So I'll, what I'll do is I'll cut out anything. Is Matthew there with you? Yeah, Matthew's here. Does he have the info? Uh, I don't even know. Do you, How do I... Um, how do I tell them to find me on Facebook? <laughs> like the store, the store. Okay, I guess you could just Google like the Vintage Market Home and Garden Decor in Heber Springs, Arkansas. Holy crap. And, <laughs> and then you might be able to find a Facebook link. There is a website that's getting started and worked on. I have, I have someone doing that. The Vintage Market Home and Garden Decor. And you may be able to just put that right into the facebook search engine i don't know i'm not i'm not like a computer person yeah. really <laughs> it's called I hebrew, couldn't even springs. hebrew springs yeah you should be able like we're friends on facebook so you should be able to go and oh to your page yeah okay yeah go, you can go to my page and then find and click and maybe add a link or oh, something like is. that i think i found it you found is it, it herber is it herber springs it's pronounced heber oh heber um, i thought you were saying hebrew oh no 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 Heber. Yeah. Heber. Oh, this whole time I thought you were saying Hebrew. I was like, oh, that's unusual, but okay, whatever. <laughs> okay. So for those of you out there, so my friend Parker, he runs in uh, an antique store. Is that kind of what it is? Like a home and garden sure. antique yep, yep, type yep, store, right? Yep. And if you go, I'm going to like his Facebook page right now so I can save that for later because I didn't know that was there. But it's the Vintage Market Home and Garden Decor on Facebook. And that's pretty much the name of the page. And so if you go to Facebook and what I'll do is on this show, I'll get a link to your Facebook page and I'll put it in the show notes and I'll post it on the homepage. And uh, that way people can get to it from there, too. So people who listen to this show... If you go to my webpage, there'll be a link there when I air this show. And in the show notes, um, there'll be a link there so they can find it that way as well. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And so you've been <laughs> open for how long now? Our grand opening was June 2nd. Yeah. So I think, what is that? 16 days? Yeah. Something? 16 like, days. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. No, 16, 16 days. days. Right on the button, man. You nailed it. I'm um, yeah. pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that math, you know, you got that Florida math. <laughs> <laughs> So, well, I wish you luck. I hope everything goes well with your store. It seems like it's going pretty well now. And um, hopefully when things kind of get a little more routine, maybe you can start joining me on more and more shows. I'd like to, I like doing the interviews, but it's hard to book a new person every week. And so like I had trouble because of the new baby and stuff trying to get someone for this week. So that's why I messaged you and like, hey, I'm kind of in a jam. You want to come on the show and bail me out, you know, and thankful you were free, but uh so maybe you can come on maybe once a month or once every other month or something and just we'll talk about current events and stuff. And you don't have to do it every week, but once in a while, it'll help me to give me a break from having to book a new guest every week. Sure. I think sure. you can get that. I, I think so. I think that um, things are looking a little more stable, like we're, we're finally moved and settled. And um, now the business is up and running. But I mean, that would, I mean, the only thing that would 
hinder with that would just be making sure that it's like after the store's closed or whatnot. You know? Yeah, sure. Yeah. And um, uh, you really don't have to do anything but talk for an hour because I do all the editing and producing and stuff. So, right, like I do all the actual work and you just have to come on and talk with me for an hour. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, well, I guess we'll just wrap it up here. Thanks for coming on the show, Parker. It was great catching up with you. I, I, I was so happy uh, that you were available because we always have a good time and we have a, uh, a, a chance to talk. And so thanks for coming on. It was really great catching up, and I wish you the best of luck in your store. Oh, great. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right, so you guys make sure you go to the homepage and you go and find uh, Parker's uh, Facebook page for his store. And if you're in Heber Springs... Arkansas. Make sure you stop by the vintage crap. Hold on. Make sure you stop by <laughs> the vintage stop by the vintage market <laughs> home and garden decor. <laughs> yeah, I want to get. Yeah. That. Make sure you stop by the vintage market home and decor uh, there in Heber Springs, Arkansas. Go. So uh, this has been episode twenty three. I will see everyone on episode twenty four. Thanks again for being here, Parker. All right. Have a good evening. All right. Take care. At age 13, my mother knew I wasn't straight She didn't understand, but she had so much to say She sat me on the couch, looked me straight in my face and said You'll burn in hell or probably die of AIDS It's funny now, but at 13, it was pain To be almost sure of who you are and have it ripped away And I'm sorry if it's too real for some of you to fathom But hate for who you love is not exactly what you'd imagine Uh... And I guess it was disastrous Cause everything that happened afterwards was just madness Locked away for two years to keep me on the inside Because she'd rather see a part of me die than me thrive And it's tougher when it's something you can't deny And ignorance teaches us it's something that you decide You're driven by your choices, an optical illusion Here's to understanding that it's not always confusion And I can't change Suffer beneath every single hand that chooses Ignorance, fuck your religion Fuck constitutions, fuck superstitions There are no lakes of fire for here on earth And the only thing to do is put love first And so I stand for the boy who died by his hand To the sound of his father screaming woman loves man This is Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve And I stand for the girl with the cuts up her sleeve And a heart in her hand and that chip on her shoulder And I stand for it all until ignorance is over This is for you, for knowing who you are For never letting your magic outside of your heart Be you, be brave And understand that things do change I accept you for you when I don't understand And I love you for you Cause this is who I am yeah. I accepted you for you when I didn't understand And I love me for me Cause this is who I am
just don't get it Love is love, there is no difference Not a medication to fix it, there is no prescription No rehab to visit, it is not an addiction It's love, and it's selfless It's yours, and everybody else's so don't badger and abuse the solemnly defenseless See us as yourself, there's no equality and difference Until we all get it, we'll be drowning in the same blood This fight orientation, we all feel the same love We'll be drowning in the same blood This fight orientation, we all feel the same love and labeled before we're ever able to speak who we believe we are or who we dream will become like drum beats forever changing their rhythm i am living today as someone i had not yet become yesterday and tonight i'll only borrow pieces of who i am today to carry with me to tomorrow no i'm not gay no i'm not straight and i sure as hell i'm not bisexual damn it i am whoever i am when i am it loving whoever you are when the stars shine and whoever you'll be when the sun rises so here's to being able Here's to love, here's to loving just because, here's to acceptance, here's to never fearing the fear of rejection, here's to love and never neglecting who it is you feel you are, here's to bullies because beatings cannot last forever, here's to the moment that you realize things do get better, here's to the parents who will get it when it's too late, here's to second chances, here's to new fate. Here's to every single moment you've ever had to hide you. Here's to the single star shining bright inside you, asking you to guide you. Here's to who you'll be when you've figured it all out. Here's to momentary doubt. Here's to feeling, because we all feel it the same. Here is to the moment that things will change. Because we all feel love, we all feel it the same. Here's to love. Here's the change.